What's good, y'all? What's poppin'? Welcome back to another episode of the We Hate Sports Podcast, episode 129. I'm the moderator, Desi, and as always, I hope everyone has had an amazing weekend weekend. Cheers this week to my Dodgers, more so Freddie Freeman, for collecting 2,000 career hits as he set that milestone yesterday. Um, and as excited as I was, um, I was still a little agitated by us not being able to sweep the series against the Cheaters, a.k.a. the Strolls. And Tony G has just been struggling, especially yesterday, crying today, Roberts, about keeping him in the game when he looked god-awful. And I'm so thankful my manager was very competent yesterday in pulling him out. Um, Our pitching is suffering heavily due to injuries, and it's all starting to fall on Kershaw, which simply can't happen every single game. And I'm not too worried right now, but if we do not get our pitching together, we'll for sure be in danger. But let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the crew, starting with our only host tonight, PC. Yeah, my name is PC. Um, This is 100% different from what we usually do for the episodes. But this week, since it's the off season, we decided to switch it up just for one week. Experimenting. Y'all are, um, what do people experiment nowadays? Gerbils, hamsters, tolus, who knows? Welcome to episode 129. All right. And lastly, we have Gianni. I'm excited about this new um, format episode. Um, hopefully people enjoy it. The baseball talk is going to be really nice. And the trivia. There's going to be a sneaky trivia question at the end. It's going to be pretty interesting as well. All right. Let's go ahead um, and take a look into what we'll be going over this week. Starting off this week's episode, like Gianni said, Stick Bossichel swings in for the first segment um, after being on a little hiatus. Segment two will be PC's Power 5, Mount Rushmore of Wrestling. And then one final word from our main co-host, PC Becomes Monologue. We have a couple of things to get into, but first, if you haven't already, please be sure to follow us on our socials at WHS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and that we hate sports all jammed together on TikTok and YouTube. So jumping right on into our first segment, it's time for some baseball talk with Stickball Central with G. So I'm passing it off to you. Hello, welcome to Stickball Central. Um, today we're going to talk about the Rangers, Astros, Diamondbacks, Rays series. Those are two big series this week. And then we're going to talk about the Aaron Judge news. That is pretty, um, pretty significant news that came out this past weekend about Judge. And then a sneaky um, trivia question as well at the end. So to start, really... The Diamondbacks and the Rays. This is a potential World Series preview. Like, it is crazy to even say it because the Rays are the best team in baseball. They have one of the best pitching staffs, maybe even the best pitching staff in baseball. They have one of the best offenses in baseball, which is pretty crazy to even think about because entering the last couple of years, the Rays have been trouble, having some trouble really scoring runs. I think last season they were like like 20th in run scored. And they always have amazing pitching staff, amazing uh, bullpen. Uh, they, they basically were banged up a little bit the last two years, but this season they're basically healthy together, basically. And their offense is scoring runs, which is entering the season, I didn't think the Rays would be a great offensive team like the past couple of years. 
But it's pretty shocking that they are this good right now. I don't know if they can keep up the pace with the way they're hitting and they're getting home runs, but this is something to, to watch for the rest of the season, really. And they're going against the Diamondbacks, or a young upcoming team. I think they're 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 in first place right now in the division. They're two and a half games ahead of the Dodgers right now in first place. And one of the things that that I take away from them is that their rotation, their um, pitching really to me is pretty decent, honestly. The the other thing that I basically saw with the Diamondbacks is that their offense is pretty young and they've been able to score, I don't know how many runs per game. They have like six, seven runs per game the last month or so, which is pretty insane at their rate because last season they were like four or five runs per game. I saw they, they were scoring, you know, a little bit more than the average, but the thing is they needed like more offensive support. They needed their pitching to be, um, Pretty like pretty decent because they had these young pitchers that they have to love and everything, and it looked like they, they found something there. So that's something great to to see from them. I'm not sure, PC, what do you think of the Diamondbacks really overall? Well, as a team that faced them already this year, um, I can say that. This Diamondbacks team this year is certainly different from years past. Like, this is a team that, I, I don't know, it, it has a different aura to it. Uh, there's a different vibe around this team. Um, you know, with Zach Gallen uh, being uh, one of the aces for this team, Corbin Carroll, who is going to run away with NL Rookie of the Year easily, um, in my opinion. Like, he's going to run away with that. Uh, you know, and uh, they have some good complementary pieces on that team. I, I do think... They are still a bit inexperienced. Uh, I don't know if this is going to actually result in any deep playoff run. But to say, we're, we're, how far are we, are we from uh, All-Star break? We're like you say? Two, two or three weeks away, almost. Like two weeks, two or three weeks. To say that you're in first place in the usually uh, uh, division led by the Dodgers, I, I'd say that's that's pretty impressive to be in first place still. Um, that's a tough division every year. Uh, so for the Diamondbacks, you know, to be in first place, uh, I think they have to give themselves a nice pat on the back. Um, it doesn't get easier uh, from here on out, you know, because once you're at the top, it's very hard to, you know, stay yeah. at the top. And, you know, for the past few years now, they've been, you know, just that team that's been kind of third place or, you know, sometimes middle of the pack to bottom of the pack. So it's uh, definitely a, a different uh, year, a different team. And, you know, they're going to they're put themselves to the te- uh, test this week against arguably the best team in baseball right now in the race. I mean, like you said, great pitching, excellent pitching, actually uh, great hitting all across the board. Uh, there's a reason that this team went undefeated to start the year. I think they started off what 12 and 0. So yeah, yeah they're 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 pretty impressive. Uh, so this should be a very interesting matchup. And like you said, you know, depending on how the cards will both these teams could be a potential World Series matchup. Yeah, to me, like the Diamondbacks right now, I saw the standings. They're, the Diamondbacks are in first. The Giants are in second. The Dodgers are in third. I don't know how long. They can keep this up with Diamondbacks. That, that's, that's crazy. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, there's certain someone on here who's a fan of the Dodgers, but I digress. Yeah, like honestly, like I'm I'm shocked at the Dodgers being in third place. I didn't think too the Giants would would be like a factor into all this, but the Diamondbacks, you know, like they they're just surprising. Hopefully, they can hold on and do and, and make the playoffs and make you know win the division make possible deep run because right now if you look at their the standings right now they will have the second seed right now that would be the one bye week basically so that they don't play until the division series so like that that will be something like a big factor for for a young team like that they're going to be able to to if they hold on to this they have a couple months they have to they're going to go through some up and downs because that's a young inexperienced team like you said and who knows that this series is going to be tough for them. But I saw their schedule. There, there's going to be pathways for them to, to make run here and there. So it's going to be a tight race, I think, between the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. I think the Giants are going to be the team that falls out of the equation um, down the line. So that that's how I think this series it, it has like potential to be a World Series period. I think it's going to be probably like a split. These four games. I think it's going to be like a 2-2 split. I see. And then for the next. Rangers and Astros. This is. Basically. For the Astros. A must win series basically. From what I saw in the standings. The Astros are five and a half games back. Of the Texas Rangers right now. For first place. Right now. They're dealing with. They're a little bit banged up here and there. The, the Astros. The Rangers have been basically healthy until DeGrom got hurt. But we all know that DeGrom gets hurt basically every year. And to me, this series just going to tell me if the Rangers are for real legit or the Astros are going to make a comeback really for I'm I'm here to tell you now, Gianni, I think they're legit. I, I, like, I found out. Phillies found out real quick because they're the first thing they faced this season. All right. And they put up at least eight runs in each of the three games we faced them. It, it, it was ridiculous. Um, you know, they routed teams, multiple teams this year by 10 or more runs. They post 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 runs at ease. This is a powerful jacked offense. When healthy, this team, I have actual confidence in that they can make a deep playoff run with or without the ground. Yeah. I agree. I think what what they need really, they they need. I feel like if they really want to to steal this division completely and bury the Astros early, they need this series. And what they need in the deadline, the end of July, is another starter because I think their rotation needs another starter. If you stay on course and get a starter in the deadline, you got this division, and you're gonna get probably a bye week because the central. Whoever is um, in first place in the Central is only two games over 500, so you don't have to worry about losing the bye week. So you're going to get a week of rest, basically. Are the Rangers going to essentially end the Astros' season with this series this weekend? I don't say end the season, really. I say probably end their division chances, that the Astros will have to, to, to well, be a wild card team. Unusual for them because 
right now, from what I saw, the Astros are outside of the playoff picture right now. They're the seventh seed, so they're outside a half game back of the Blue Jays for last spot. The Yankees are holding serve right now for the second wild card by like a game or two. And the the Baltimore Orioles are like running away with the first wild card right now. So like that's why the Astros are looking if they if they can't win the division, is looking either at the second wild card or a third wild card or missing the playoffs entirely. So like this series really ends their chances, I feel, for the division. And ends their chances, at least I think, for the first wild card to get home field in that first wild card. I think that basically they have to either in the playoffs play Baltimore or whoever wins the Central, basically, if everything holds on. So, like, it is a big series. I think this is a series to watch now because we're going to enter July, basically. After the series, we're basically in July. Now for the Yankees news. Aaron Judge hurt his toe. It was a sprain um, toe ligament. It was against the Dodgers last month. And this is a pretty big injury, of course. MVP. This, this, this guy is, is like the engine in the heart and soul of the Yankees. And you can see, without Aaron Judge, the Yankees have been a mess. And the news that came out this weekend, this past weekend, is that the ligament, from what Judge and Doctor said, is torn. So it's a torn ligament in his toe. And if he needs surgery, he he will be out till September. They're still talking about it and everything. So if he's out till September, the Yankees won't survive three months without judge it's going to be it's going to be brutal to to survive two or three months without judge so for the yankees they're a second wild card by a half game they're they're one or two games ahead of the astros from missing the playoffs right now i think for now it's safe to say that the yankees are going to miss the playoffs right now if judge can't come back they're not going to be able to hold on two for two months Nobody's hitting well. Nobody, the pitching is good. The rotation is good. The bullpen is good. The bullpen is probably the bright spot of this entire team this season. The offense just can't hit. They can't get runs. It's just, it's just brutal to watch. I'm not sure, PC, if you've been like paying attention to it, but it's just been unwatchable. Yeah, uh, it might be. It might be GGs for your team. It might be GGs for your team, G. I, I'm just. I'm just be honest with you, man. I'm just be honest with you. It might be a good season turn spoiled. Yeah, because the the thing too is the division is tough. To me, if the Yankees make the playoffs, it's going to be as they should get in as a six seed and play whoever wins the Central. Really, is the Twins most likely, and the Yankees own the Twins. The best case scenario for this team is they get the six seed. They play the Twins, Judge come back, get himself going for the last two or three weeks of the season, and then we're we're basically hot right right into that series. We win that series and we play Tampa in the second round. I think that's the best case scenario for this team overall this season. 
And who knows after that, then if, if they can get luck, because sometimes baseball, you never know. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to get in and, and hope things go in your favor, basically. So that that's how I see it right now. But it's just a brutal injury and it's a brutal loss for baseball because Judge is a great watch, of course, on the Yankees and everything. And the Yankees are missing him so much that the team is just unwatchable. They can't hit. It's just, it's just that when they they're down three nothing, that's it. That's the game right there. So that that's how it's seen right now. So for the last thing is a trivia question: Which MLB team has scored the most runs in league history? I'm gonna give you the choices now: A. Rangers, B. Orioles. C Braves, D A's. You know what? I'm actually I I was I was kind of thrown up by the question. I think I'm gonna go with the A's actually. The most runs in in MLB history, right? Yeah, the most runs in MLB history scored in, in league history, and I'm gonna go with the A's. They're they're the team with the longest history here. Might be if I'm wrong. Yes, you got it right. It's the A's. The I'm A's, at this man. The A's are 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 the most score run. The team that's second is, of course, is the Yankees, and the third, the team that is third that was shocking was the Braves. That's why I put the Braves there because to throw you off because the Braves are right, are right around there basically. Wow. And, I, yeah. yeah, the only reason I know this, the the A's like. Their franchise goes back as far as like 1903. Yeah. I think MLB started in like the 1800s, like 1896, 97. MLB's been around for a long ass time. Yeah. And yeah. I, ridiculous. But also because they also used to be in Philadelphia. So there's your trivia. There's your trivia question for the day. Stickball Central, closing it out. Um, yeah. So. I uh, let's uh, let's go and transition to uh, the uh, next thing uh, into our next segment, because it's time to talk a little bit of wrestling now uh, with PC's power five. There's actually a, a top five tonight. It's more so uh, a Mount Rushmore wrestling. Um, you know, so those who don't know, you know, I have a top five list that I typically do. This is going to be the top four. That is going to actually be a top four. As a matter of fact, I, I don't even really want to consider, uh, you know, putting any of these four particular wrestlers in order. Just know they're my mouth rush for wrestling. Now, um, I say wrestling, but in all actuality, I really just mean WWE because trying to make a mouth rush for of just pure wrestling, like every promotion that be impossible to do without being you know a bit objective um with a bit bias um so this is in my opinion the wwe mount rushmore of wrestling a factor in how great this wrestler is in ring how great they are on the mic how much they impacted the game while they were active and how they're impacting the game in retirement now um because there's not uh, yeah, let's not time I check. No, there's not a single active wrestler on my list. So, um, yeah, 
let's uh let's get started so, uh actually i'll i'll do my apple mentions first so first honorable mention i have to go with the rock you know if you're iwc if you're a wrestling fan you know wrestling's kind of thriving right now and the rock he could have made an appearance at, at wrestlemania this year in hollywood and you know that 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 old Samoan, he just he couldn't muster up the courage to take on his cousin roman at wrestlemania in the main event you had it right there that's what we that's what we were all playing that's all we were all hoping for and we didn't get it um you know sad but i i you know if you know why it's such a big deal it's because the rock back in the late 90s early 2000s was arguably the biggest thing and not just pro wrestling but all of entertainment uh the most electrifying man in all sports entertainment that's what the rock was uh to a lot of people and you know uh just seeing a man of color at, at the top of his game like that to get pops every night uh that he came out to become the hollywood actor that he's become uh all his roots start from being a superstar in wwe you know he doesn't make my he doesn't make my Mount Rushmore, but he is my first honorable mention. My second honorable mention is going with Triple H. Triple H, uh, he was my favorite wrestler growing up. So you know he's the guy that ran NXT, gave us the golden era of NXT. He's the guy that is helping WWE get it back to the position that it once was. As you know, in terms of the weekly program, he's doing everything in his power to make wwe amazing again to make it watchable again and for that i have nothing but respect you know i'm we can ignore the the reign of era reign of terry had you know during the early 2000s uh you know with the world heavyweight championship or wrestlemania 19 with booker t i'm willing to let that slide you know because i feel like a lot of the pros he has done in his life and his wrestling career outweighs the cons so uh that's why he's an honorable mention my second one my third one it's the Undertaker. It's the Undertaker, probably the most recognizable wrestler, I think, to a casual audience. Like, if people see a picture of the Undertaker or hear his theme or, uh, you know, see like a meme of him, like, that's how you know you've made it. And Mark Calloway was a dead man walking for over 20 years. That's why he's uh he's a uh, my third album mention and my fourth one, uh because I feel like I would be chewed up and spat out had I not mentioned his name by a certain someone on here. Um, I'm going with Roman Reigns because yes, it took them ten years to get it right, but they finally got it right with Roman, and he is on his way to becoming one of the all-time greats easily. The reign that he has right now, over a thousand days as champion, something that has not been done in the modern era, it's impressive as hell. It's impressive as all hell. And you just have to give Roman his props. The character he has transformed himself into, uh, arguably possibly creating the greatest wrestling storyline of all time, it's it's nothing short of incredible. Um, Roman Reigns... My tribal chief, the head of the table, he's him. But he's he's not my Mount Rushmore just yet. He's not my Mount Rushmore just yet. These are all just honorable mentions. You know, guys that just barely missed the cut. Uh, start off my Mount Rushmore. I have to go 
with Heartbreak Kid himself, Shawn Michaels. Shawn, whether he was a comedic character, whether he was a uh, tag team partner, uh, technician in the ring, the top of the card, WWE champion, Intercontinental champion, tag team champion. It didn't matter where Shawn Michaels was. You knew he was a draw. And Shawn is one of the purest entertainers walking the earth right now, um, especially in wrestling. Well, he's doing an XC right now, you know, making that an amazing product as is. Um, he has done a lot for the world of sports entertainment or pro wrestling, whatever you want to call it. He's done a lot for it, and he's given a lot for it as well. What he's been able to do, man, it, it should not, it should not uh, just be scoffed at. Like Sean, I think he is easily on my Mount Rushmore. Um, so that's my first guy. My second guy is Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist. He won a Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. I could stop right there and tell you that that's why he deserves to be on this list. But no, any gimmick. Any character, any personality Kurt Angle was given in his career, he made it work. Comedy, one of the funniest dudes on the roster. In-ring technician, one of the greatest on the entire roster. Best pure wrestler, one of the best pure wrestlers in the world. Um, You can go back and watch any of his matches with Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. During his TNA days, where he was Perk Angle, arguably best wrestler in the world, where he was taking on Abyss, Sting, um, 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 Bear Money, Jeff Jarrett. I, I mean, the dude literally, he, he revolutionized, I think, what WWE thinks of when they think of a wrestler now. Because now, WWE, they don't see just a wrestler. They don't see a, a person that, that, you know their entire lives like this is what they wanted to do this is the the dream that they've had they want to be a professional wrestler they now look at college athletes they look at guys that you know didn't make it in the nfl they look at you know gymnasts bodybuilders that's what they look at now you know when they think of a prototypical athlete they can morph into an amazing wrestler into an iconic wrestler. Roman Reigns, he started off as a football player. Uh, Braun Breaker, he started off as a football player. Bianca Belair was a bodybuilder before she became a wrestler. So I feel like while Kurt was not the first guy that WWE saw and thought, hmm, we can turn him into an amazing Hall of Fame wrestler, but I think he is one of the pillars and making that a thing. So that is why he is on my Mount Rushmore. Simply for the fact that he revolutionized the game. With where he came from. And how vastly improved he became. Uh, over the course of his uh, wrestling career. So that's my second guy. My third guy is none other than John Cena. John Cena. I mean, I, I don't have to say much about the guy's character. Because he is one of the coolest human beings walking earth right now the dude with the most wishes made by uh, uh by a uh, make a wish foundation 
He has the most wishes ever made. Um, the dude literally in his latest WrestleMania appearance, you know, right now with a bunch of Make-A-Wish kids. Like, you, you don't see that. You know, and, and Cena, you know, he had, he finally beat the the five moves of Doom allegations um, back in 2016 where he had that iconic U.S. Uh, championship run where he was taking on, you know, indie darlings like Cesaro and Tyson Kidd and Xavier Woods and he was going toe-to-toe with these guys, actually pulling out Hurricane Ranas and, and Death Valley drivers and literally springboard jumping stunners. That's what John Cena was doing. He was doing that for the love of the game. John Cena, literally, most of what he does is for the love of professional wrestling, is for the love of the WWE Universe. His uh, rivalry with AJ Styles, Edge, Randy Orton, they're all iconic, you know? Even even his uh, mini rivalries that with lesser opponents that people don't think up initially uh, with people like uh, Umaga and the great Kali and Bobby Lashley, John Cena did that. He's been that guy. He's been that guy since he told Kurt Angle he had ruthless aggression back in 2002. Um, and he's become an icon, a childhood hero in the eyes of many. Um, even going as far as to follow back like 500,000 people on Twitter, you know, just to give them a sense of validation, just to make them feel good about themselves. You know, John Cena, if there was ever uh, a true angel in this world, I think it's him. And now he's, you know, out in Hollywood, becoming one of uh, the greatest Hollywood actors, in my opinion. Peacemaker season two. By the way, James Dunn, I- I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you to, Fast forward that a little bit because I know that comes out in 2025. Yeah, bring that closer to like 2024. Um, that's how I feel though. That's how I feel though. Uh, that's why he's my third guy on the list. And the last guy for me, um, is someone that without him, I do not, I do not think that pro wrestling as a whole is the same. It's never looked at in the same lens again. Um, my last guy is Stone Cold. Steve Austin. Stone Cold, I mean, like I said, I I truly don't think wrestling is the same without him. What he was able to do with The Rock, um, Mr. McMahon, Triple H, Undertaker, during peak Attitude Era, peak entertainment pro pro wrestling, nothing short of incredible. Simply put, like without Stone Cold, like I, I don't know if wrestling ever gets that level of popularity. Um, there are still people to this day who still talk about the Attitude Era. Uh, and, you know, that was the greatest thing for them, you know, because it was edgy. And Stone Cold, he didn't care. Like he would stunner, he would stunner Vince McMahon's mom if he, if he really wanted to, you know, because that was Stone Cold. Um, I, I, there's there's really not many words that I could say to to validate or to make y'all understand just how monumental, just how crucial Sonko was to the game. And um, I think he is in ring, not one of the greatest of all time, obviously, but still a very good professional wrestler. Um, you know, especially you know pre neck injury. Um, you know, entertainer, 
Uh, he was an excellent entertainer. I mean, that part was obvious. Um, comedy, serious, or whatnot. He he did everything in between. Um, and what he was able to do, Aldering, uh, what he was able to become, Aldering. Um, I don't know if there's a single person that that hates Stone Cold. Now that I think about it, like I think everybody loves Stone Cold. <laughs> I mean, he has this whole he has a whole day named after him. Austin three sixteen. So uh, there's um like I said there's there's not many words to to validate uh, just how monumental Stone Cold was to the game, uh but yeah he's he's pretty important in my in my eyes that's why he is my last guy on well, Mount Rushmore that was my Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling um I know this is gonna be a TikTok so make sure. If you watch this TikTok, let me know who I'm missing, who you think deserves to be on this Mount Rushmore as well. Um, and yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. It's, it was so quick. It went by so quick. Literally less than 40 minutes, Yanni. Or we're yeah. already almost done. Oh, well. You had well, what on there, so... It's great for me. I, 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 I include your boy. I include I your boy. I, I'm not a hater of Roman. All right. You can't tell me nothing. Yeah. Finally. So don't well me. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Finally. Sure. It's a bonus having Stone Cold on there because I love him as well. So. Exactly. Another <laughs> bonus that, you know, will never probably be actually like included, but, you know, for black people specifically, Jeff Hardy, I give him a shout out. Yeah, because, I mean, outside of Michael Jordan and J. Cole, like, Jeff Hardy is probably the only person that could give North Carolina or give those two guys a run for North Carolina King. You know, he's, he's, he's pretty special. He's pretty special. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for episode 129 uh, this week, guys. Um, like I said, you know, this, is, this was, like, completely different. We're, like, yeah, this is the weed sports podcast. You, you're talking about how you're centered around football and basketball. Why the fuck are we talking about baseball and, and, and wrestling? Next week, I will say this to start off. Next week, we are going back to our regular format. Um, you know, because that includes everybody um, that you're all used to hearing every week. Um, but there's always. Um, there are more sports to cover. And for us, you know, we have uh, knowledge in baseball. We have a knowledge in wrestling. I have a knowledge in tennis. Um, you know, even for a guy like Gianni, he's an avid cricket fan. Real shit. He, he, yeah, yeah, he's, he's an avid cricket fan. So going forward, the idea that I... I came up with in my brain we have the usual episode that you you hear every week centering around football and basketball we ate sports og we ate sports podcasts all right um and that's gonna be around like an hour to an hour and a half you know nothing nothing's gonna change about that you know include everybody that you all know in all the voices that you love to listen to every week you know citing around football and basketball you're you're gonna get that um 
That's the OG child. Second seed. We hate more sports. Which is going to be more way back like this, more shortened like this, where we get to talk about baseball, wrestling, and uh, every other sport. So we basically, with this format of the episode, you can expect us to talk about any sport that's not football or basketball. Um, you know, because I know there's an audience to reach out there. And with the connections that I've been able to, you know, get through baseball and through wrestling, um, you're going to see, like I said, a more laid back version of the We Hate Sports podcast. Uh, it'll probably just be like this, you know, one or uh, two or three people. Um, and it's going to be like a 30 to 45 minute episode. Um, where we just get to, to chop it up and talk about uh, baseball. We get to talk about uh, major MLB news and major wrestling news with WWE and AEW. I even get to mention Forbidden Door uh, with AEW, you know, which was this past weekend where we had match of the year candidate in Osprey and in Omega. I would love to talk about that. And we will have a chance to talk about that. Um, you know, over the weekend, um, you know, obviously, you know, this week it's just this episode that you'll hear um, um, this Wednesday. You know, this is the episode this week. But the idea is two episodes every week. First one being the one that you typically hear. And this form, which will be coming out over the weekend. Um, rather, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. You know, whenever. Depends on my schedule, too. Um, you know, because we still, we still all work um, but this is something that I can, I can edit, you know, in a hurry. Um, so yeah, just giving you a heads up, giving you a, a life update. Uh, but this is, uh, something that, you know, I, I think in due time, uh, we'll get a pretty good audience out of it. I already have a lot of plans ready for this format of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you back next week. Uh, to our regularly scheduled programming for 1.30 next week. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot to go over because, uh, you know, there are a couple of key players uh, for the NBA that uh, get to decide whether they pick up their player options this week or not. Uh, so we'll definitely see you next week for episode 1.30. Um, that's all I got. I'm PC. That was Gianni. That's Desi. Um, yeah. Y'all have anything to add? I mean, this is, we all have to worry about Tolu, like, dropping, like, any, like, crazy, crazy pick or anything, you know, so, like, it's only a three of us, so we can, we can really, we're free, we're free. Yeah, it's great that Tolu is not saying anything, really, it, it feels like a fresh, clean show. Y'all don't understand, I mean, thank goodness, thank goodness y'all don't get to see half the stuff that Tolu posts, like, at the end of every episode every week, bro, we have to see that. We'll see y'all next week.